Hi there, and welcome back to Faith for Finances. I, my name is Sam Piercy, and I am your host. And today is a really amazing day because I get to introduce you to some of my team. And uh, this is a team that we've become very closely connected over about 10 years. We met online, and we still meet online because we are not in the same geographical area. In fact, just recently, Heather, who you'll meet in a moment, we have known each other since probably 11 years. We met for the first time face to face, person to person. And what we're going to talk about is the benefit of community. But we're also going to talk about how the group of us, how we realize the importance of what it is that we're doing, the importance of coming together. We all have a financial background and you can read about the professional expertise and you can contact my team, uh, which I'll introduce momentarily. It's not just what you know, but it's who you know. And in fact, in the world, we hear that all the time. If you want to get ahead somewhere, it's, well, it's not really about the what. It's the who. And of course, as you know, with Faith for Finances, the big who is connecting to Jesus and bringing Jesus in. And so we thank God for the connection. We thank God for this technology. And we thank God that we can reach out and communicate and that the Holy Spirit connects us to other people. So let me introduce my team and what we do because all of us have, have an expertise in certain areas and yet we all deal with the same stuff that everybody else does. Credit cards, cars, financing houses, refinancing houses, dealing with financing businesses, or helping clients deal with their retirement savings and pension decisions or cash flow and not having enough or getting a whole bunch and what do you do with it, dealing with money and marriages, all of those day-to-day -day things. So we come together and we talk about that. And one of the things that we talked about is that if we, with our expertise, can get into these conversations, what do other people do? And that is our heart, is to open up the, the community, to share and to grow the community and to help people realize that they not just need professional expertise, but that they need professional expertise that understands that there is a completely different way of looking at things, that bridge to connect God's Word with the world we live in, in a way that we are increasing our financial resources, increasing the possibilities to be able to pursue what it is that God is leading us to and not be limited by the world we live in. So, uh, so we're all in Canada right now, but we're about 3,000 miles away. I don't know if I met Heather or Alan first. We do know that Elvis came in later. So in the top corner here, we have Heather, and Heather lives in Ontario. Elvis is in Winnipeg, and I just was visiting Elvis in Winnipeg. We did uh, some meetings in Winnipeg and brought Jesus in, and we experienced what we're talking about. And Alan is in Prince George, which is in British Columbia, so we're actually the closest. And we will be face-to-face -face in a couple of weeks doing meetings there. And so do you guys say hi? Because typically what we do is we dialogue. Heather, put you on the spot. <laughs> hey. I got introduced to the Money Minding uh, philosophy and teaching, like you said, about 11 years ago. and. Uh, 
it was a, a period of time in my life where I was looking for something different and something new. And it was one of those experiences of something resonating and just being a, a message that I hadn't heard anywhere else before. And over the years, we've gotten to know each other, Sam, and, and uh, I really feel like uh, I've lost track of what was that message, and it's become so ingrained in who I am and, and what I do. So I'm really excited. Thank you. Who wants to go next? Alan, you, I've probably known you the second longer, so Elvis, you can be last. <laughs> um, Alan, why are you here? Well, I'm going back to 2009, I think, when we first connected. And um, I saw a lot of similarities in your thinking and my own thinking. And uh, I'd have to say probably it was a little bit out of the box uh, compared to conventional thinking. And uh, that appealed to me. However, I found myself uh, in a bit of a conflict with regulators about sharing and teaching and um, talking to others about some things that I was passionate about that weren't part of the status quo. Mm -hmm. And so it kept me from working with you because regulators wouldn't let me. So it, it was a handicap and I've struggled over the years um, trying to share what I've learned and my experiences and the wisdom that I've come across over the last 25 years in business. And I finally found uh, now I've been released in a certain area that I can actually share and talk and teach and educate people about what I'm passionate about, which is outside the different than what most people are being taught in the industry right now. So I'm passionate about it. I'm really, really happy that um, we've been able to connect and come together from across the country because we're like-minded in a lot of ways and we have faith as a foundation of what we're doing. So that's why I'm here. Awesome. And Elvis, Elvis and I first connected when you were kind of starting in the industry, I think, but we really connected when you were writing your exam for your credentials. And that, I think, set us on a, a, a path that um, is really kind of starting to gather steam. So do you want to share that story, Elvis? Oh, yeah. Uh, my name is Elvis Higie. Uh, I live in Winnipeg, Manitoba. Today, I would say, is a memorable day for me because it's a milestone. And uh, I met Sam when... I was actually researching about someone who have a comprehension of bringing God into finances. Uh, I saw what she wrote about triumphing over money. That is connecting God and money today to decrease poverty thinking and increase wealth for kingdom purposes. That really caught my attention. So when I finally decided to write my FPSC exam, I was uh, amazed as to the numbers of questions that had to do with retirement. Mm -hmm. I want to say that again. I was astonished when I saw the numbers of questions that had to do with retirement. And what I understand is they are trying to indoctrinate the people that will empower people to make financial decisions. And I felt it was just too leaning to one side mm -hmm. of the coin. And to me, a retirement is unnatural. Retirement destroys human creativities and potential. Retirement puts people on hold to wait for the number called 65. I see that is a marker for old. And I was really not happy with what I saw 
I got frustrated and I gave a call to Sam and say, hey, I know you have a, a deep knowledge about uh, retirement and what I saw today is not really good. If we are to educate people to make financial decisions, we should do it from a place of neutrality and objectivity. Amen. Amen. But what we want is to uh, train people to make financial decisions based on the fact that they have to put some money aside to live the life they intend to live at the age of 65. But that to me was really something encouraging, knowing that it was more or less like a, a social manipulation, and I did not want to be a part of that. So I felt there was a need to talk about this, and then I reached out to Sam. So today I am here knowing that well, the discussion uh, is vital, uh, to me and to my community and to the body of Christ mm -hmm. as well. That mm -hmm. is why I choose to be a part of a community that believes that God cares about our money. So let's talk to that, you guys, because then the question is, so if retirement is manipulating a mindset and manipulating the way we make our financial decisions, That's right. Our question is, what do we do? And so a key thing that you guys know, I mean, and Joe, my husband, knows, that the first thing I started to teach in 1997 when I realized that this retirement model was actually feeding the fear, doubt, and the scarcity and the lack was, okay, it's not really accumulating a big pot of gold at all so that we can then hopefully have enough and downsize it. What's the answer? It's the cash flow, right? So as we've, we've been talking about is how do we generate cash flow? And then how do we use the tools to generate cash flow? So we had some, we started to talk about accessing money and then we had this conversation yesterday or whenever it was about the the lingo and what stops people so um i think it starts before the conversation about cash flow it actually starts with having a conversation right <laughs> yeah do you know what i mean yep like like there's there's so much misinformation out there there's so much you know so many media figures that are pretending to be advisors you know yeah. And, uh, and so I had an experience this morning. I had a, a call with a client this morning and one of the questions that they asked me, which kind of such is so related to this conversation here, they said, Heather, what are your retirement plans? Mm -hmm. And so right in that moment, mm -hmm. it was an opportunity to actually, number one, share my faith with a client who maybe didn't really know where I was coming from right? And, and open a conversation about, well, wait a minute, my Bible doesn't say anything about retirement as yeah. yours. Yeah. Right. Mm -hmm. So before we even start talking about cash flow, it's about how do we change the conversation? Beautiful. Yeah. Or have a conversation, like you said, because most yeah. people don't want to talk about it. That is statistically proven. And we get all kinds of studies about if nobody even wants to talk about money, then what happens? then we're isolated. And I don't know about you guys, but where does money come from? Where do you get money from? It typically comes from another person somehow. There's a transaction that happens between people. So that kind of means that somewhere along the line, 
we have to talk to somebody about it because it doesn't grow on trees right we don't harvest it it grows through other people um that's exactly our point with community right and that's what we've been doing ourselves is how do we deal with this stuff how do we answer because it changes right the other thing that we've said is what worked a week ago or a month ago is not necessarily going to work a week from now or a month from now what works at one institution is not necessarily going to work at the next institution so if we have uh, my background is about 30 years you know collectively our expertise is pretty strong if we're dealing with the same stuff then what do people do that have no formal training i think you made a really good point about things change from week to week month to month i'm looking back 25 years when i first started in the business and the things that were important then and how we market uh, mutual funds and things like that um, it's so different today and i've learned more in the last eight years than i have in the previous 28 Sure. And so one of the reasons that I'm continuing to work is because I really feel it's important to share what I've learned in the last, in these last eight years because it's significantly different than what the industry has been teaching. Mm -hmm. as, as Maybe not as a complete alternative to what we've been doing, but at least a complement. Mm -hmm. so, so people know that there's a few other things that they can do. And I've discovered that. I think, like I'm 67, I'll be 68 in July. And... I hope to be working 10 years from now. I don't have a retirement plan. I'm not afraid to admit it. Yeah. Um, that's not my focus. I, I have a lot of value, and I'm, I'm getting becoming more and more valuable, and I just want to share with others. And this is a one venue, one way with, with this group that I'm able to do that. And I feel really fortunate and blessed to be able to um, start to share some of that I've learned. And uh, the challenge, of course, is how to do that. And this is just one way, and I'm really looking forward to it. Yeah. We, because it's not about retirement it's not the other thing I think that's really important for us to share is we're not against the industry we we need to know how to make decisions about bank accounts and credit cards and investments we need to know how to make decisions about loans the one thing that we all know is that what is taught is fear-based and where's that come from right fear is not of God it, but fear will make you make a decision thinking, oh, that it must be risky if I do something otherwise. The other thing that happens is that, that the information, as Elvis said, is, is, is manipulating a certain decision. And we have to remember that a financial institution is a for-profit, and their business, just like a grocery store, is selling financial products so they want us to buy their products in order for them to make money and so we have to turn that upside down and of course we all can kind of know it but that doesn't mean that we necessarily know what to do about it right so you think well we need to save money well do we really need to save money or do we need to use our money so that it will produce a source of income so that it can put food on the table so that we we have enough that we can then give unto others and give all the praise and all the glory and that we can multiply that because if we take our money and we're just looking after ourselves because we got it that's all we got then we're squeezing and that's not god's plan and some of the stuff that you guys we've talked about before is i've got my calculator and how we have conversations with people in the financial world they are given tools and rates of return and all kinds of projections that match up with their objective to sell a particular strategy and we know that if you actually calculate 
what we're taught is risky is actually the least risk because it gives us the more more power and the the ability to have flexibility which we forget about right we end up tying up our money and then not being able to use it to grow organically so we're not saying don't use the bank don't use the financial products not at all we, we want to use them differently than what we've been taught exactly the point of money minding. Uh, money minding is actually very vital in bridging the gap that exists today in the market. That is to say, Alan just said he's working at the age of 67. Why? Because he loves what he does. He's passionate about what he does, and that is his purpose. I think a lot of time uh, people are doing what they don't like to do because they need freedom, and this freedom has been uh, uh, reduced to numbers of zeros. Mm. I think that is where the problem is. Whenever we put the money ahead of your life or your purpose, then we have a misplaced priority. I mm -hmm. think that is why our community mm -hmm. is very essential in addressing this idea of misplaced priority so that people can actually put their life ahead of money. For example, I have a story. A lady came to my office after having a vision with her. She was actually bawling and crying. And I said, what is the problem? She said, I just lost my husband. But the loss was not the problem. The problem was the guilt the guilt of denying the man the vacation they were supposed to engage yeah. in together. But an advisor said, oh, you don't have enough money oh. to have such an experience. But behold, the man died before wow. saving for the age six to five. I think we need to really pay attention to this because whenever we start creating fear, and guilt in the hearts of people, the emotional turmoil and the brain anguish is more important than the money. Yeah. So I think that is where money mining really uh, me and why I choose to be a part of this. Uh, Ellen said that is working. I, I think there is pressure in working. Mm -hmm. uh, when we work, we express who we are, what we are passionate for. Uh, there is no doubt about working, but the problem is a lot of people are doing what they never intend to do, but they are in it because they are afraid to actually come out because they don't have the money to live the life they want to live. Mm -hmm. But the truth is, with money mining, with a group of people brainstorming together a lot of ideas of actually living your dream, doing what you were created to do without really uh, being concerned about where the money or how much they are to do that. Mm -hmm. I think... Uh, that is very uh, important to point out as to why we do what we do uh, instead of this uh, self-centeredness of trying to save some money somewhere so that when you get to that magic number then you can start living the life you were caught to live. I think uh, it's not uh, a proper way of uh, living life and the proposition need to be carefully examine so that we can live the kind of life that God wants us to live. Uh, Heather just said that she had read her Bible. There's no place that said we should retire. Absolutely. Our life is from glory to glory, 
constraint to strength. Amen. Why? Because we serve a living God who anticipates what we will need and who has already made a provision for what we will need. Amen. So I think we as believers, I'm speaking from a Christian perspective now, we as believers need to understand what the Word of God says concerning our life instead of buying into the general uh, ideology or concept of retirement, which I think is unnatural, is unhealthy to the human spirit. Amen. So we obviously, uh, this is a huge topic, and what we want to do is make sure there's no guilt, there's no condemnation, there is no shame, and there is no pride, and that we prosper in community, and that we are the bridge. God says this, the world teaches us this, we need to use these tools in a way that we are bridging the gap. And so we're going to continue to unpack this in the weeks ahead. And so right now we encourage you to go to moneyminding.com. Make sure you sign up. There's a whole bunch of free resources there. You can find out how to contact um, Alan and Elvis and Heather and other people in the community. You can find out how to get involved. Make sure you go to Faith for Finances. Follow us on Facebook and YouTube and um, invite other people, share the message, share the message so that we are multiplying the blessings that God came to bring to all people. And we thank you, Lord, for your wisdom. We thank you for your knowledge. We thank you for working technology and we thank you for multiplying the seed that you have given us. And in the, your mighty name, Jesus, we pray always. God bless you and we'll see you next week.